the sound I like to hear right there, Jerry. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about trusting your gut and even what that gut feeling might be and how that could pertain to uh, some of your uh, potential travel adventures or uh, who knows what else, but it's going to be a fun episode today talking about trusting your gut because this is uh, definitely something that's helped me out before in the past and uh, I'm curious to hear what my co-host's thoughts are on this as well. So we'll be getting into that today and uh, discussing some reasons why you should be trusting your gut and also just what it is in general, as I've already mentioned. So without further ado, I'm joined by my good buddy, my fellow co-host. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. Hi, Chad. Very apropos to my life and what's going on in my life, trusting my gut. My, my gut has been gurgling recently, and it's not because of the three-day-old clam chowder I had yesterday <laughs> um, for dinner. Um, I, I, I have been um, not trusting my gut, but now I finally, I think as of yesterday... My gut has settled in spite of that clam chowder because I don't think I'm going to go to New Orleans. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. No, no. I take that back. Hold on. I'm going to go back. Let me re- let me let me repeat that. I don't like how I said that. I am not going to New Orleans. I don't. I, I said I don't think I'm going to New Orleans. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to. Not New Orleans. going. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. First of all, I'll, there's uh, partially is um, the COVID. Sure. Which we talked about. You know. I live by myself, bro. I can't afford to get COVID. Right. You know, I have all my friends have people they live with, people that will take care of them, yep. people that if something could go wrong, they could drive them to the hospital. <laughs> I could be dead for weeks before anyone even has the slightest clue. And so um, I, I, it's just like I, I, I can't afford it. I can't afford to get COVID. And I know I'm vaccinated and I still can't afford to get COVID That's as fair. a person that lives by themselves. Also, these freaking planes dude uh-oh do you got another plane story for me uh, yeah they never <laughs> end i think i saw two last week oh geez here we um, go i don't have a specific story it was just a video i mean there's nothing really to talk about it was just a. Uh, there was two there was a guy yelling racial slurs at an asian person on a plane and then there was another dude not wearing a mask and like fighting his way onto the plane. They weren't even, ta- hadn't even taken off yet. And like the two flight attendants had to like physically restrain him from getting on the plane. I think because he was screaming oh, and not geez. wearing a mask. Um, but I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need this in my life. Right. I don't need this in my life. And um, I also don't need COVID. So um, even though I, I bought my ticket, it was only like 200 bucks, which I know isn't nothing. But I bought the ticket like a couple months ago, like in that week where we where we're like, oh, vaccinated people can actually live life, and it's like, no, 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 put the mask back on, right? <laughs> um, and so it was so it was kind of long enough ago where like I've already sort of moved on from that financial <laughs> that, that even even though it's not nothing, I've kind of already moved on from it because it was like a month or so ago. So if I don't if I lose that two hundred dollars at this point, it's not like it's not that big of a deal. Um, I actually might be able to get a refund or something. I have no idea. Or I, bet you, I bet you I bet you could. I'm also it. surprised, though, Jared, that you didn't 
initially book the flight with some type of, you know, obviously sometimes you do have to pay a little bit higher of a price to be able to cancel it for free or what have you. But yeah, moving forward, I dude, I that. will tell you straight up, in my opinion, it's for me at least it's worth that peace of mind. I think more than anything, that's what you're paying for is the peace of mind that if you yeah. do need to cancel it or or in, in your case, if you're trusting your gut and you're you're thinking it's not a smart idea to go then, you know, then, then yeah, I mean, then you can get everything refunded or a credit for a, a later date or something. But yeah, uh, yeah, dude, I, well, you know, it's interesting. Actually, Go ahead. Okay. No, no, please. It's, it's interesting, though, Jared, that you mentioned that with vaccinations uh, and COVID. And uh, I did want to bring this up because I came across this article and I thought this was kind of interesting um, that uh, Denmark, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Denmark has lifted. I've heard of Denmark, yes. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, I would hope so because we are a travel podcast here and we do uh, heard about it. talk about other countries. <laughs> We've probably done some Danish untranslatables at some point, too. Um, it would be crazy to think of what languages we haven't covered because we've done so many of these episodes now, Jared. I think we've done yeah. a good job of covering a lot of different languages. Anyways, uh, so Denmark. But there's a lot of obscure ones. You true. Know, there's a lot of obscure languages true. out there. And there are a lot of indigenous languages that aren't written down or aren't, you know, very yeah. searchable or findable. You online. know, I, I struggle with uh, ones from Africa, specifically like Swahili, because mm -hmm. I think there are so many dialects of it. It's, it's hard to just say Swahili untranslatables. It doesn't right. really work like that. Right. Um, so I, I've struggled with, with certain areas before. Sure. Anyway, please. So tell Denmark me about your, has uh, lifted. This is uh, when I came across this headline, I was a little surprised. Denmark lifts all COVID restrictions as vaccinations top 80%. Scandinavian country declares 80%. 80%. Oh, must be nice. Uh huh. Scandinavian country declares oh. it no longer considers coronavirus a socially critical disease. What are your oh thoughts, Jared? What are your thoughts? What do you mean, what are my thoughts? That sounds amazing. It does, doesn't it? We could have been there months ago if people gave a shit yep. in, in, uh, in the U.S. You know, I actually, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you made me do it. <laughs> I read a uh, tweet today. Uh, right before we started that said um, today's 9-11 and it said 9-11 hits different uh, when requesting 700,000 COVID deaths that nobody cares about. Right. Um, and um, and so that that's that's sort of it's it's sort of like a, it, it, I'm jealous because we could have been there in the U.S. months ago if people gave a shit. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why we even have the Delta variant because people did not get vaccinated, right? Uh, and and it, and so now the it has with now it can it can mutate right. while it still spreads. So yeah, well, and I've even met with a couple professors <sighs> um, where I work that uh, I wouldn't say they're necessarily anti-vax, but they haven't gotten the vaccine yet, and then that means they're anti they're anti-vax. Well, I would well, say. so here's the thing: both of them are teaching completely remotely, and they're actually not even in the U.S. right now. Um, but they, but in order to teach where I work or even to come on campus, what does campus, that have to do with getting vaccinated? You, uh, I'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, in order to even come on a campus where I work, uh, they made a mandate where you have to be vaccinated. So, so these two professors that I've been working with, if they want to come back and teach in person next semester, which uh, according to at least one of them that that was the plan, is they will be getting vaccinated. So, so for them, it's more like I'm not going to do it until I absolutely have to. Um, yeah, well, they're part of the problem. Yeah, um, uh, what, what, yeah. but I consider that anti-vax still. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Um, I did it voluntarily as soon as the first moment it was available. Right, and that's how I feel like most. That that seems like the normal, healthy thing to do for a, a, 
society trying to get through it. Yeah. So I, I still I still don't I still don't like the person. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I do want to talk a little bit more about Denmark. So here we go. So uh, Denmark's high vaccination rate has enabled it to become one of the first EU countries to lift all domestic restrictions after 548 days. Uh, so that's over. That's easily, that's almost two years, well, eh, not almost two years, that's easily over a year and a half with curbs in place to limit the spread of COVID-19. The return to normal normality has been gradual, but as of Friday, so this would have been Friday, December 10th, the digital pass, a proof of having been vaccinated, is no longer required when entering nightclubs, making it the last virus safeguard to fall. More than 80% of people above the age of 12 in Denmark, have had the two shots, leading the Danish government to declare as of midnight and no longer considers COVID a socially critical disease. Uh, and then their health minister said, I wouldn't say it is too early. We have opened the door, but we have also said that we can close it if needed, which, as we mentioned, Jared, um, earlier, that uh, we'll see if that would ever happen in the U.S. Um, yeah, once the door opened here in the U.S. I mean, even when the it wasn't open, people opened. still... <laughs> <laughs> Even when the door was closed, the people, a lot of people were slipping through. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. And people also are starting to have less and less uh, pity for the uh, for the unvaccinated as well. Yeah. You know? well, even, they're like, I don't care about these people dying. I'm going to live my life. Even the, the healthcare workers, you know, which which I, yeah. I, I, I get it. They're fatigued. They you know, they've been at the front line of all of this. And it's hard to it's hard to have empathy um, and sympathy for somebody when, especially in a country like ours, Jared, where we have been so privileged to have access to these vaccines. You know, I got mine in, back in like the first one was in April, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I have my card right in front of me. April 8th was the first yeah, one. I think mine was like April 10th or 11th. It was only a couple yeah, days behind you. Were a yours. couple days after me. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Jared was flexing the whole time. He sent me a picture of his Vax card. He was like, <laughs> like maybe one day when you're cool enough, we can hang out again. Um, yeah. But anyways, now this is this is something I do like, though, about what I've been reading about Denmark, though, Jared, is that masks will actually still be mandatory at airports and uh, people will be advised, which I don't think sense. it means it's mandatory, but it's highly recommended to wear them when you're at the doctor, at testing centers or at hospitals. They still do recommend distancing, um, which I don't get how you can do that if you're opening nightclubs and stuff like that. But hey, um, uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, so I think I think it's great to see, and hopefully, you know, there will be other countries following suit. I hate to say it, uh, but I think it's going to be quite some time until the U.S. Uh, gets to that level, if ever. But yeah, I really I hope so. My happen. fingers are crossed. Where are we at now? Like 58, 50%? I think we're at like high 50s. Probably. U.S. vaccination rate. Let's see. Um... We're at fifty four percent fully vaccinated. Yeah, we still got we still got our ways We're not, to go. It's not going to happen, right? Needs to be at least seventy five, right? Dumb coworkers like like yours, <laughs> they're like, oh, if it's the only way I can keep my job, I guess I'll do it right before I have to go. Right before I have to go, I'll, you know, oh, before next school year, okay, I'll do it in June then, uh, you know, right. of next year. Yeah. Freaking well, then, well, then the other thing too is I don't know if you saw this, but the Biden administration said that. Um, I think uh, companies over 100 employees need to need to uh, have everyone vaccinated, or uh, they need to show a proof of a negative test every week for work. Um, mm -hmm. 
Did you see that tweet, by the way? That was that was a little cheeky from from Biden. What tweet? No, you, you know I'm not active on the Twitter sphere. Yeah, I don't know why I asked that. That was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever said. I don't Generally, know why I, I asked that. I do say question. there are no stupid questions, Jared, but that was a pretty stupid question. <laughs> uh, let me find it. It's uh, he doesn't tweet enough for it to be as deep as it would into our. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Unlike our previous president when he was still yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can't even find it. Anyway, he he, he uh, maybe it's from the White House or something. It, it was saying it was saying that um, some some mandate for people to be vaccinated, and he was saying how a lot of companies are already mandating vaccines. So what he's doing is no different. And, he, and then he listed off some companies, and the last company he listed off was Fox News. That's because they mandate vaccines at, at Fox News. Um, and then they go on the air and <laughs> talk about how dangerous the vaccine is. Well, I find it so uh, <laughs> hilarious, too, though, Jared, because I was reading a statistic earlier. I forget where it was from, but they basically said that pretty much everyone in the government, including in the red states and the southern states that are having issues with this, have all been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's so crazy. Just the amount of cognitive dissonance that we've that we've seen, excuse me, for the entire pandemic. It's just been crazy. Yeah. But anyways, um, shout out to Denmark. I'm jealous. I got one Dude, other. This is just. I got one other shout out. Speaking of shout outs, by the way, Jerry. Well, can I conti- can I continue my yes, sentence? Of course. Sorry. Um, this is this is continuing my interest in leaving the United States. You, you're re, you're re these conversations are reactivating my guy. Got to get out of here since because it kind of went dormant for a bit, but it's back a little bit. And looking at these vaccine numbers really just reminded me, I got to get out of here. You got to find a job in Denmark, dude, and you'd be set. Yeah, what kind of cars do they have in Denmark? I don't think I they don't have know. any Danish car companies. That's a good question. That's a good question. But Sweden has Volvo. I could go to like, there Sweden. You go. I can go to Sweden. Could you handle the cold, though? I know I know. we've talked about you yeah, not I'm being from a Michigan. Fan of Michigan cold. I mean, I don't like it. But I rather ha- I rather live in a place where everyone's vaccinated and they're not fighting people out to get on airplanes. Right. Uh, <laughs> if it fair. means I have to have a chilly winter, I'm not. You know, it wouldn't. I'm sure a Swedish winter winter wouldn't be so shocking to me, having lived in Michigan for most of my life. Um, even though I wouldn't be thrilled about it, I'd I'd, I'd make it. I and have nationalized health care. Not be as concerned <laughs> about falling and living it alone. <laughs> and also, too, uh, just the amount of vacation time you get. You know, you'd get way more yeah, vacation days. Exactly, exactly. So you'd be in Europe. I'll take the cold, dude. We should. Yeah, and th- if it's cold, shit, I'll I'll take a two-hour flight to S- Spain or something. Right. Every weekend. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Because <laughs> remember, last episode I told you I will be rich in right. all of this. Oh, for sure. We should. Uh, at some point, we should do an episode actually about like uh, tips for Americans who do want to move abroad. Because that's something I've been looking into too. Obviously, I'm a little biased because with my you know English teaching degree, I could move to a lot of different places fairly easily. Um, but I think that might be a fun episode to talk about. Uh, I, well, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, sure. I mean, if I really wanted to, yeah. I guess you could have stayed in Czech Republic if you wanted to. Yeah, except uh, so if you would have mm-hmm. stayed in Czech Republic, would it have been hard to get like citizenship? Um. Well, according to what like, I've been... How long would you have to just sort of be in the limbo between citizenship and not? I think I'd have to look up and, the actual... And how do you... And one other question. Mm-hmm. How do you transfer your temporary work visa into I now live here visa? 
Right. So, well, so so I can tell you a little bit about that just because of our, our good buddy David. Um, so right. I believe in the Czech Republic to get married. Uh, uh, well, that uh, hey, with those Czech ladies, I would have no problem with that, Jared. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, that is absolutely for sure. But from my understanding, I think usually it's about, I could be wrong about this, but it could be about five to 10 years, I think, until you can get. I think it's five That's years usually for like a like a residence permit where it's like a longer term type of visa. And then in terms of citizenship, you have to take a test. You have to pass certain language requirements, which would probably take me at least five years to master because yeah. Czech is pretty tricky. Um, but you could get pretty good in five years. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and I hate to say this because money isn't everything, but money was pretty much the, the only reason why I left the Czech Republic. I mean, your boys got mm-hmm. student loans to pay off. And uh, it would have taken me 20 years probably to pay off my student loans on a check teacher salary. Um, yeah. And I had some coworkers of mine. like, ooh, yeah, take all the time right, you want. Right? No kidding. <laughs> Let's let this interest just keep piling up. And it was funny, though, too, because a couple of my colleagues were like, they're like, oh, don't worry. Like, you can do tutoring on the side. You can make a lot of money. And I'm like, look, my goal is not to live in a country where I have to work 80 hours a week just to scrape by. Yeah. You know, if I'm working 80 hours a week, I want that to be because I have my my own business or 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 something where yeah. you know, like that's that's different. I think when you're yeah, pursuing you're, your passion yeah. and your purpose, that's different than just having to do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, working 80 hours a week for not a lot of money uh, and not something you're passionate about—that's a tough combination, right? For sure. And I I love teaching too, but I mean, I think I would get burnt out after probably a year with that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyways, Jared, I want to get into my shout out. So uh, definitely a shout out though to Denmark. First of all, I guess that was kind of a premature shout out. Spread a little love. But the second shout out I want to give is actually to well to two countries, Lithuania. Um, do you know? Uh, have you heard about uh, what's been going on with Lithuania, China, and Taiwan, uh, Jared? No. So Lithuania is the first country in the EU and I think also the world that has given Taiwan its own embassy. Generally, the embassies, the the Taiwanese embassies are called Chinese Taipei, is generally what they're called in different places in the world. Lithuania is the first country that I know of, at least, that has given Taiwan their own embassy, and they are allowed to call it the Embassy of Taiwan. And now, to reciprocate for this, this is awesome. So uh, Lithuania has uh, become one of the top 10 destinations for online credit card spending by Taiwanese consumers over the past six months, over 110,000 purchases worth over, and I don't know what the currency is here, Jared, so if you wouldn't mind converting this to me, uh, Taiwanese dollar, $2.5 billion. Taiwanese dollar uh, has been spent. Um and uh, you may be wondering, Jared, what have people been buying from Lithuania? Apparently, they've been buying a lot of chocolates. They've been buying beer. Uh, and a lot of this is being shipped over to Taiwan. But the other factor to kind of bolster this Taiwanese enthusiasm for Lithuania, as I mentioned, is opening up the embassy. And what happened as well is uh, after after this happened, I guess the ambassador of Lithuania, who was in Beijing, had to uh, leave Beijing, and I'm not sure if she's actually been able to come back. Uh, well, I doubt it, because she left the embassy on September 2nd. Um, mm. So that wasn't too long ago. So anyways, I think this is awesome, though. You know, um, if other countries would actually recognize Taiwan's autonomy, uh, China would not be able to kind of bully it and strong arm the country like they do. Um, and I can tell you, Jared, as someone who's lived in China, 
that um, it's it's really interesting seeing how the Chinese view Taiwan. And Taiwan was one of those kind of taboo topics you can't really talk about when you live in China because it's yeah. it's it, it's always been viewed as a Taiwanese territory. One of the three T's, don't you call it? Yep, yep. Uh, Tiananmen Square, Taiwan, and oh, what was the other one? I forget the third T now. Um, but yeah, um, Tiananmen Square, Taiwan. Oh, and Tibet. That was the other. Mm. That's the other T. What happened in Tibet? Well, Tibet is also Tibet's one of those regions as well where it's supposed to be autonomous, but but according oh. to China, it belongs to China. I didn't know that? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, two point five billion mm-hmm. Taiwanese dollars is ninety million U.S. Wow. dollars. Yeah, that's that's a Man. big chunk of change right there. So, yeah. so what if it came out and it was like it's like ten grand, right? <laughs> still though, still. I mean, even if it's ten grand, you know, there. I, I, you love to see it when countries support each other, and uh, yeah, and it's 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 a bold move because obviously, China is a powerful country, yep, uh, and has a lot of uh, influence with especially with products and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, so it's it's a it's a it's a bold move. Definitely. Shout out to Lithuania. Spread a little love for sure, for sure. Well, Jared, visit Lithuania. Have you been to any of those? Uh, what do you call those? The Baltic countries? I have. I have not, dude. I need to just make a list of places that I want to go to. I mean, I kind of have one in my head, but I need to write it down. And, and I think there's a lot of countries kind of in that region that I think would be really cool to check out. Like one regret I have is when I was in the Czech Republic, I didn't make it to, to uh, Croatia. Croatia, I think, would have been awesome. Like the pictures I've seen, looks really, yes. really beautiful. They have beautiful beaches. I've heard. Yep. Mm-hmm. I typed in Baltic food. This does not make me want to go because <laughs> <laughs> they like they have like you know like they're one of the they seem so like, like they're, they enjoy like herrings. Oh yeah, nope. You know those little fish. That right. herring's like one of those like little anchovyish fish. Yeah, I think so. No thanks. There's ugh. pickles. There's a lot of pickles. Egg. You know, like I'm not a huge fan. Anyway. I got excited because I typed in Baltic food, and the first picture I see is just a plate full of potatoes. But then that I realized that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I can get behind that, right? <laughs> but that's actually a local restaurant here in. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh no, no, that's in Harwood Heights, a restaurant called Baltic. So that's not really. I don't know why that came up on my Google. Anyway, uh, do you want to do some untranslatables, bro? I do. I do. I think it is that time. It is time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are your tried-and-true untranslatable experts here to decipher them for you. And uh, would you like to get us started today, Jared? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, my first one is Swiss-French. So, um, Swench? Swirench? Friss. French oh, Friss. <laughs> That's better. I like Friss. <laughs> friss. Uh, remettre. L'église au milieu du village. I heard, I heard milieu, which is like, well, well, I don't even remember what that means. What, what does it mean, I don't, I don't know what that means, but do you know what village means? Is that village? Yes, it is. Okay. What, so a false friend is where, so village was like something completely different, then that would be a false friend. Exactly. What is it if it is what you think? A cognate. So, Oh, it's a cognate. Cognate. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. A false friend is a false cognate. Correct. Right. That's that's the actual term for it. Um, put the church back at the center of the village. Let's put the church back at the center of the village. Y'all chat. need Jesus, Jared. You got to find Jesus. Go go a little further. Go a little I further. I like where your head's at. Okay. 
Uh, Maybe someone would say y'all need Jesus because, uh, and then it's like, so it's like, let's put the, let's, let's put the church back at the center of the village. Uh, y'all need Jesus. Right. It's like, it's like you need to, you need to, you need to start living right. Like make better decisions. No, 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 no. It's, it's a little different than that. Okay. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be about that. So let's, let's say, let, let's do a completely different scenario. Okay. Let's say let's say we're at the office mm-hmm. and I'm your boss, which would definitely be the scenario. <laughs> um, and and you're like, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't do I didn't do the I, I didn't I didn't I didn't do the the assignment, and I probably won't because I don't really find it to be that important. You know, I think we have other projects we need to focus on, and not the, not the one you told me to. And I said, hold on, hold on, Chad, let's put the church back at the center of the village. I'm the boss here. So if I say this is the important subject, this is the important subject. So it's just like to um, like get your priorities straight. It's a little simpler than that. It's just, let's get things straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You know. I like that let's, one, though. Let's clarify here. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, okay. I'm the boss. That felt good when I said that. Did it? That's good, Jared. <laughs> That's good. I, have, I, I could see myself being a boss, actually. That felt nice. There you go. There you go. Nice. Listen you, here, Johnson. Let's put the church back in the center of the village. If I say the TPS reports need to get done, they need to get done. Okay. Go ahead, Chad. Uh, my uh, all of mine for today, Jared, are check. I just figured it's been a while since I've done check ones, and uh, so I'll get us started. Uh, the first one is dotsvaknot, uh, which means uh, to click in spot on. It's like, oh, I get it. Oh, that makes sense. What what oh, would I know we how call that, that in English? Um, it's like a moment you have. Like especially in uh, cartoons, how do they animate this usually in cartoons? A brain blast, uh, or I see that's so Raven where she uh, sees it f- into the future. <laughs> These yeah. are the moments that I'm thinking of. I mean, you're, you're kind of right. <laughs> I mean, what would what would be a, a normal Neutron. person's type of brain blast? Um. By the way, that's a term I still use sometimes. I wonder, like, if I figured something else, I'll be like, "Oh, I had a brain blast there." <laughs> a normal person, like a moment of realization, um, or like I uh, figured something out, or it's like it clicked. That's the term I want to use. Okay, it clicked. I'll, I'll give it to you. It clicked. I think that's fine, but it's like I think it's like a light bulb moment. Mm. You know, like the light okay. bulb goes off, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, that's a brain blast. Yeah, where he yeah. really goes into the deepest parts of his brain. Brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch That's a Raven? I didn't. Cause, no. Okay, because she she could see into the future, but it would be like a moment where like something sort of not going right in the plot, and she could see like, oh, this isn't gonna go well. But this moment right here, because of this, something's not gonna go well. And like she would be like, you know, she would like go back, and you know, they would show the moment, and then she would be like. <sighs> <laughs> that's funny and that was sort of her brain blast <laughs> i see you looking through your notes so i can already tell you're not listening so i'll move on uh kong sai kong v uh and that is vietnamese and it means not drunk not return is that like to have a, a nice little buzz going that doesn't even make any sense. Well, you're not drunk. I need you to actually think about it. Not drunk. Not it's, it's a little more literal than you might think. You might hear one of your um, stupid, drunken frat bros 
me, um, <laughs> saying, um, come on, Chad. Kung say Kung V. V. Not drunk, not return. Oh, it means, oh, I think it is what it means. Like, uh, we're not coming back till we're drunk. Yes. Yeah, so you say that to someone that's yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, hey, let's go party. Someone that, yeah. Someone that's like, you know, someone that wants to leave early, someone that's trying to dip out. You say not drunk, not return. I like that. The that party makes sense. goes on. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. so it's a little more literal, untranslatable, but I like it. It is, and the literal ones can be good sometimes, you know, because not sure. not all untranslatables are these metaphorical, allegorical types of things. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Some of, they can make uh, untranslatables can make sense. They, sometimes <laughs> they can. Absolutely. It's few and far between, but it can happen. Uh, all right. My next one for you is also Czech, and it is posledni kapka, which means the last drop. I mean, it sounds racist just off the off the tip real quick. The last drop? But I'm sure it's not. Yeah, you know, like the one drop rule is a, you know. I don't know like what that you, is. Must be nice, Chad. It must be nice to live the life that you live. <laughs> the one drop rule is a racist rule dating back to slavery. Okay. Um, which means if you have one drop of black in you, then you're black. Oh, okay. Um. So that's why I, it sounds racist when I hear the what was the what was your interest? The last Hutt? drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That last drop of black in you is why you can't come into this restaurant, sir. Um, no, but I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not a racist term da- dating back to slavery that you're feeding me. Um, not this time, at least. The last drop. Last drop. Is that like? Is that like? I've had. I'm up to here. The last. Yeah. My last nerve. Last nerve, what's the other English untranslatable we have that's an equivalent? Also the last. You 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 last nerve. Didn't I say last nerve? Or the last I have no the idea. The last straw. Oh, I see. The last yeah, that straw. Is, that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That but one yeah. doesn't even make that's a good untranslatable. Well, how does that doesn't make any sense? Last straw. Yeah, I, I well, I think isn't it like the last straw that broke the camel's back? Oh, isn't that right. what it okay. is? Right, I see. I think the that longer makes one, right? They just broke it down. Right, I got gotcha. you. Right, all right. Well, I I had my last straw. By the way, I'm done. By the way, that was I'm done with untranslatables. Uh, do you want to give me more? Let me I give know you, you one do. more. I can see let you me, looking at that list. Yeah, let I me give you. I love eyes. my lists, Jared. Let me give you one more check one. Uh, and I think we've done this one before, but it's always good to review. Um, plus, I'm trying to uh, practice. So you're, my check you a bit. think it's important to review? You're, you're, you think our, you need this one is so important to be reviewed that it's not worth just going on to our main topic. I really am excited for this untranslatable. This guy's got to be the best untranslatable. Hladi hada boso noho, which means to pat a snake with bare feet. It's important to review because the test is coming up, so That's we need right. to make sure everyone knows the answers. You know, exactly. We will have a review session of untranslatables later this week. It'll only be thirty minutes, but that'll really get you prepared for the test if you're concerned. Bear's penis. What was it? <laughs> Something about a bear's penis. To pat a snake with bare feet. Bare feet. Bare feet meaning uh, no shoes on. Yes. Okay. Correct. To pat a snake with is to tempt fate to do to make take stupid risks. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. We okay. would say though, Jared, to walk in the lion's den. Yeah, is what we would say. 
kind of like going to New Orleans during a pandemic. Sorry, I, right? I, I know you love to do your uh, transitions, but mine was better. Um, kind of like going to New Orleans in a pandemic, I would say, is really tempting fate. Yeah. Which is why I trusted my gut and said, no, sir, I stay home. Because I don't have the luxury of being able to get sick and die or nearly die because uh, I will die. You know, I've been getting nervous recently that uh, I'm going to lose a limb. <laughs> Why is that? I injured myself a long time ago real stupidly in college. Okay. Um, and I didn't go to the hospital for it. And I, sometimes I think I probably should have because it was a deep cut. Okay. And sometimes I think that... Um, well, it didn't get infected, yeah. did it? I don't think so. Well, then you're fine. All right. I mean, I mean, I'm no doctor, Jared, but I feel like I mean it was like it was like 2013, 2014, so it was like seven, eight years ago at this point. I'm pretty I think sure if by something now bad would happen, okay. it would have happened. That's true. That's true. I don't know why I have these thoughts going through my head. I think I think I'm just starting to, you know, when you live alone and when you have for so long, I think it just starts to set in the older you get. Maybe this is maybe this is what I've started realizing as I've turned 29, that I could pass out here in my apartment by myself at any moment and no one would know true <laughs> and i think i'm just starting to be more aware of my mortality is all i'm saying that's fair which is why i'm not going to new orleans i trusted my gut yeah back to, well, back let's, to that let's talk transition. about that though jared what what does that phrase even really mean you know to trust your gut that is i guess it's kind uh, of an untranslatable an American, like an english untranslatable yeah. i would say um because it's yeah why why your gut well, I, I know why, actually, because there's that there. It, well, at least I think I know why it's that butterflies feeling, mm -hmm. you know, of nervousness. Yeah. And that means, you know, usually that 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 that's something that you, that you should listen to, you know, where, where you get. And, and I definitely I know I would have had those butterflies getting going to the airport. Uh, I would have had those butterflies going into crowded bars with, there's no way I'd be able to enjoy myself. <laughs> right. I'm getting butterflies saying it right now. Right. Like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I do want to um, say, though, too, Jared, you keep using the term butterflies here, and we're not talking about the type of, like, excited, like, right, happy, excited butterflies. <laughs> we're not talking about, like, when you're excited, like, for a first date. I'm just date. speaking in a string of untranslatables. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, that I feeling of nervousness where you get that uneasy feeling in your stomach. Exactly. Uh, that we call butterflies. Exactly. Which I'm sure there are other terms for that in other... And other countries that they, they don't use butterflies, but it's that oh, I'm sure everyone too. can relate to that uncomfortable feeling that usually is in your stomach. That means you're nervous. Usually, it's almost kind of in, in a way. It's almost kind of like a slight queasiness. You know, you feel yeah. a little bit sick. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, and at the same time too, I think when you're when very instinctual. It, well, see, that's the thing. It's very instinctual. It's very intuitive. It's one of those things where, and the reason why I think we say trust your gut is because it is, as you said, it's it's really it's an instinct. At the end of the day, you know, we have all these Before great modern speech. amenities. You know, we have we have grocery stores, we have mm -hmm. houses. You know, we're not we're not being hunted by. You know, dinosaurs and mam mammoths and, well, I guess mammoths probably didn't hunt us, but, uh, you know, so, but we do have a lot of these biological instincts that are still hardwired into us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think about that privilege a lot on a day like today where it's like 70, 80 degrees outside and I'm inside my home wearing a hoodie. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is some real privilege. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah. So trusting your gut and yeah. It really is that feeling that that you just have to decide to listen to, and there are, I think there are different. When we, we're talking about, are we talking about it specifically regarding travel right now? 
I think we can just talk about it in in general. I mean, oh really? Oh, I mean, we okay. can also talk about how it how it relates to travel too. Right, um, well, we can talk about a lot of things, Jared. This is our own podcast. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, but uh, the, the yeah, but I was asking because it's I guess it's nice for me to know bef- before we get to the actual topic. Well, so well, that's the only reason I was asking. Here, Obviously, here, we could talk about whatever we want. Here, here we are, Jared. <laughs> I do want to say. Oh, though, I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. Uh, I don't of need. Of course, lists. you will. Um, so uh, I trust my gut. Good. Well, so uh, I did find out though, Jared. So, so the the gut the the thing that gives you that gut feeling kind of has a funny name. It's called the vagus nerve, and so the vagus nerve is what basically connects uh, your instincts from your brain and your body, and that's what um, not only can give you those gut instincts, but also it's what helps you helps keep you calm actually in stressful situations. Um, and and you know there's there's I think. Some people, when you talk about trust your gut, this isn't something philosophical or something like this is a real human thing. And I think this could even lead back to almost like the fight or flight type of thing, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a spidey sense. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and talk about trusting your gut with travel because uh, we do talk about language learning and traveling quite a bit on here. Uh, I can tell you, Jared, there's been a couple situations where I've been traveling, um, and I'm glad I trusted my gut. Um, so there was actually one time when I was in China, and um, I was I was kind of walking around Jinan by myself, and uh, I was always on kind of high alert when I was living over there because I didn't speak the language. Um, and you also stick out like a sore thumb. R- that too, yeah, bearded, blue-eyed guy, white guy walking around uh, where I lived. Uh, yeah, there were there were not many of us, and. Um, the other thing, too, that kind of put me on uh, a little bit um, kind of on alert was if I would get far enough away from my apartment where, like, it would have taken a really long time to walk home or potentially get lost, I'd have to call uh, call a Didi, which is like a Chinese Uber, and if my phone died, I would be screwed and wouldn't be able to basically get back home at a reasonable hour. But there was this one time where... I was walking around trying to check out some new spots in Jinan. There was just kind of this real seedy-looking area. And I did get that kind of weird gut feeling where it was like, all right, this place, for some reason, it's sketching me out. Um, you know. Um, and so I ended up leaving. And I was talking to a couple of my students like the next day, and they said, yeah, so you know, what, what were you up to yesterday? And I was kind of telling them, yeah, I was checking out this, this area. And one of my students kind of gave me like a, a frightened look when I told him. And he was like, he was like, you know, that there was a stabbing there like uh, two weeks ago. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like if you if you read Weibo or any of the Chinese news, you'll know that that's like an actually an area where like people get robbed a lot. There's like some just really like unstable. I don't know if they're just drunks or if they're druggies or what. But, you know, who knows had I've continued. And this was like around 1130, maybe almost midnight. Um, And, you know, I was walking by myself and. As you mentioned, as as a as a white guy in China, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you have a target on your back, but you do definitely stick out. And some people do assume uh, if you're a Westerner in a lot of Asian countries that you're rich. Um, you and I both know I am far from rich, but um, uh, so yeah. So that's like I don't one know, you're time collecting where, quite the garage there at your home. Right? How many you're buying cars and trailers and shit? But I, I actually, I, I, that as I say that out loud, that really sounds more like redneck rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there is a big component of trusting your gut when it comes to where you are, like your location. 
I, I, I say to myself, I was about to say I always say, but that's not true at all. I do in my head that like not all hoods are created equally. So I, I lived in Philly for a while. By hood, I mean uh, areas that <laughs> might be dangerous. Um, I lived in Philly for a while and I lived adjacent to areas that might be dangerous. North Philly is generally sort of the dangerous uh, part of Philadelphia. Um, but when you live right next to it, what is perceived as dangerous, I feel like, is a lot different than someone that's just visiting Philadelphia and finds themselves in, 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 in that area. So, like, there are certain areas that were quite definitely the hood, you know, or like a, you know, sort of a rundown dangerous area, but didn't give me a concerned feeling at all because I knew the area and I know, like, stores in the area and shit like that. Right. But then there were also areas that I would go to a little bit more north where I'd be like, yeah, lock the doors around here because <laughs> this is definitely an area that I don't know. And, and there was one time when I was um, you know, traveling in, uh, in – I was in New Orleans. Um, it's kind of weird to say traveling. I, I, my, my whole family lives there. But um, I was in New Orleans, and um, I was doing a classic Maps Off. And um, this was actually last time I was there. I was doing a classic Maps Off. And um, I thought I was going the right direction to get back to my parents' place. And then I realized that I didn't recognize the street. And then I realized uh, the uh, houses started looking a little different. Okay. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> and it was as the sun was going down. So the sun wasn't fully down, but it was like seven-ish, okay. eight-ish. Yep. And, and it was a very strong trust my gut situation where i was like this might not be the worst area but there's definitely a lot different vibe than where i was just at and i have no idea where i'm at so i think this maps off game is over <laughs> that's actually pretty close it wasn't that bad but um but yeah it's just like um it's just like that area could have been no that area could have been a lot more a lot safer than where i lived in philadelphia but i had no idea where i was at and i was like you and, and you could tell when the vibe changes right and um i think no matter where you're at you can tell when the vibe changes you know another time where you can ch tell when the vibe changes and really a trust your gut situation when we were in berlin mm -hmm. and uh we had to make a decision we were going home from somewhere and it, it would have been quicker to we could either walk directly through the park or you like kind of walk oh, around that's right but it's well known that um the park is generally where the drug dealers are, and yep. um, and it's kind of a seedy vibe. Yep. And so, um, if we were, if either of us were by ourselves, we probably would have gone the long way. Right. But I think we had a strong enough trust our gut situation with the two of us. Right. Where it's like if you, the two of us walk together and just and just walk with with uh, intention, we'll be fine. Um, but if we were by ourselves. We probably would not have walked through that park. Oh, for sure. And and as you mentioned, I mean, the surroundings play a big role. Uh, who you're with can play another big role as well. But I mean, when I was prepping for this episode, I was also just kind of reading some stories because I was just curious. I mean, there are some crazy stories that people have about where, where, like you said, you know, you just get this kind of vibe change, or you kind of notice, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. like this, this does not feel right. Like it's weird though too how I think trusting your gut can also. Uh, relate to people like and i'm not saying we should completely be like prejudice of people if they look a little shady or what have you but sometimes we have these instincts for a reason and uh, you know i was reading a bunch of stories before we started recording and one of them was like apparently these uh these uh people were at like a, a gas station abroad and this guy walked in and it was just like um the whole vibe of the you know 
place, the room just changed. And I'm sure you, maybe you've experienced that too, Jared, but I've definitely experienced it where somebody shows up and it's just like, it's, it's almost like the air is taken out of the room and you kind of get chills and it's like, okay, something here isn't right. Well, the story that I was reading about- Superhero. Um, Can oh, I tell you my real story before sure. you, you tell me? I, I've had that feeling before. I, I, I probably, I'm sure I told you this when it, when it happened. Who knows if you remember, we'll see. When I was driving and I, I used to uh, work in Grand Rapids back in the day and I was, I had to stay in hotels a lot and I was driving down sort of a side service road that- um, is not well trafficked and there was a sidewalk and I see someone up ahead and I look at her and I can almost see her like looking like not looking at me but like eyeing my whole situation down okay. and I was like something doesn't seem right I don't what's what's going why are you looking at me like that so I slow right. down a little bit um, before and I don't even know why I'm just like I don't I don't I don't like the look in your eye and then she ran in front of my car um, oh she was looking for I like insurance the, money I guess I don't know. I, I was in a Volkswagen. I don't know what she, what, she, what did she think she's gonna get. I wasn't driving my Rolls Royce that day. Uh, I don't know what she thinks she's gonna get from me. Um, but um, but yeah. So she ran in front of my car, um, and I still had to slam on the brakes. But like there was something well before she well, she was close enough to run in front of my car. I could see her looking at me, and I got that feeling. I'm like, you're up to something. And I don't trust you. Yep. I don't. And, and she wasn't threatening. Like I didn't. She. I wasn't nervous that she would hurt me or anything. So. So. But I. I so I don't even know. And as I think back to it now, I was like, why did I? Why did I think slowing down was the right move when I looked at this person? But I was like, something is up here. And she ran in front of my car, and I slammed on my brakes. And I do think that the fact that I, instead of going thirty, I was probably going twenty, probably made a difference. Yeah. Um, in my ability to stop in time. But I was just like, I, I, but yeah, that was a, f- a, f- a firm trust your gut situation. In the moment, I still think about like I, I don't know what your what I was thinking or what she was thinking there. But right. Well, some seemed up. Well, and I've even heard stories of people who will do something like that, like get in front of your car or even like put something on your like windshield, like a little sign or even like a fake, you know, $20 bill or something. And then yeah. these poor people end up like going out and checking out and then they get like either robbed or carjacked or what have you. I still don't. <laughs> I'm still a little concerned. You know, if you see someone, have you heard, I'm sure you've heard this before, when you see someone on the freeway without their headlights on, there, there's like, there's the myth that it's uh, if you like you shouldn't flash your like flash them to tell them that their lights aren't on because it's like a gang initiation and then they'll like kill you you know i've never <laughs> heard of that that sounds terrifying uh but i've also heard the way more common uh thing is that also now daytime running lamps are so strong in modern cars that people don't realize that their lights aren't on is it really mostly what it is okay but, yeah I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm surprised you haven't heard that that's a that used to be like a like a popular myth back in the day that that's like a gang initiation thing. Then they'll like follow you and kill you. And then they're initiated into the gang. Oh, jeez. Um, but I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I heard, I, I don't even know where I heard that. <laughs> but uh, to this day, I still won't do it because I'm like, eh, I mean, listen, I, I just, I'll just stay away from these, from this dangerous person. I'm not, I'm trusting my gut here and saying that me flashing my lights at them is not worth potentially getting chased down and murdered, which right. probably has never happened before in the history of the world. Well, but I ne- saw it on never, TV never one say day. never, because we do have some <laughs> people also with some crazy road rage and who knows what sets off their yeah, crazy no, road I'm, rage. Okay, that's, that's true. It's probably happened once. Right. 
Um, I've seen videos. I've seen videos on Reddit from Russia where someone cut someone off and they stick a freaking AK-47 out the window at them. <laughs> Those dash cam videos from Russia are crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the other thing too, at least in my own experience, Jared is generally my gut feeling does tend to come more into the foreground when, when, as we've mentioned, like when I'm alone, like also when I was in Bali, you know, I spent a lot of time in Bali, like walking around, checking things out by myself. And uh, there were definitely a few times where there were a couple like guys that I for sure kind of saw me, like kind of sized me up when I was walking around. And I was like, okay, I am going to walk to the, like the, the nearest lit street as fast as I can. And, you know, I didn't like run, but I definitely was not about to lollygag to see what would happen because, yeah, it's just, it's not worth the risk. Do you, do you, um, nothing's worth the risk for you, Chad. That's why you have not broken any bones in your life or uh, even sprained anything. Do you have you ever sprained anything? Fractured my collarbone. That's a break. Uh, that can, that, that's a fracture. Oh, I sprained my ankle. Break. Okay. Um, Okay, so you have broken something. I, I would count fracture as breaking something. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, that it's didn't not, require surgery. It's not or like a snap, right? But it's, um, but it's still okay. All right. Oh, okay. See, I guess I have. So you spent all that time you telling think. me you never broke anything, and that's not even true. Well, I was thinking like a serious break, like a leg break, or a, or, or even like breaking your so wrist. So it doesn't count because it was a collarbone. Well, no, I guess it counts. I guess that it counts. bone doesn't count. It, it, it was actually pretty. <laughs> oh, what do you say, break? I thought you meant the leg. I, I didn't realize you meant the collarbone. Yeah, I only thought it was uh, <laughs> that specific body part, Jared. But yeah, it doesn't have to snap in half and have. You don't have the to bone go doesn't be have to rushed to surgery. From the skin. You don't have to be rushed into surgery immediately because your leg's dangling off for right. it to be a break. Right. <laughs> I think a fracture counts as a break. Yeah. Um, do you ask, do you have any any situations in your life that you can recall asking strangers for help when you're maybe lost or have questions about certain things happening in, in a foreign land? I've been very lucky, Jared, that all the times when I've been in foreign lands, uh, you know, I had a smartphone on me, uh, and thankfully, you know, the battery was always charged. So, unfortunately, no. I, I wish I did, but I don't. You said have, unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately for the content of this podcast, fortunately oh, for I my see. sanity and for my livelihood. <laughs> yeah, I don't ask for help really at all, and um, maybe I think it's a weakness because I kind of kind of messed me up at work the other day. Yeah, uh, that uh, can be I, a huge weakness. I agree, and I actually I bring it up all the time. That's my go-to. Uh, what's your weakness in an interview question? Mm-hmm. And it actually presented itself the other day where I, I sort of delayed, it's not nothing serious, but I sort of delayed a project because I didn't want to ask for help. And I, and, and I should have just asked for help. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, in personal life, professional life, I never, I never ask for help. Um, and I do think it's, it's a little bit of a over, overcorrection, I say, mm-hmm. of, of like the trusting my gut. Right. Um, but it it does definitely fall into the trusting of the gut. I will because say this, though, is- Jared, about like um, your not asking for help in your gut. I think I think it can go both ways, though, right? Because say you're in a in a bad situation and you do need help, then you do need to ask somebody for help. And I would say, especially with like if your gut feelings wrong, obviously you're going to want to. I would say go to someone. Um, if you can, not some just like rando on the street, which is easier said than done, but like, obviously, if you're worried about something like find, find, you know, a hotel, a store, something that's like more public 
and and go and ask for help there, you know? What, you mean instead of just ring, ringing down some stranger on the street? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would never do that? Because I could, I could see it going both ways. You're very afraid. You're a very scared person. But also, um, you, you, you're very good with people. So I, I could see that going either way. But this, this, your fear kicks in in this one where you don't trust anyone. You, do, you Also, you don't seem very trustworthy of people. So I could see that. That makes sense. I think to you, everyone's a threat. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't get where you get these ideas from. Because I would say I'm cautious. I wouldn't say I'm afraid. Because, okay. I mean, think about all the places I've gone. Um, I've afraid, walked around Mongolia. an exaggeration. I've been, I, I, don't, I don't mean afraid like you're constantly a scaredy cat of everything. But I, you're, I, I essentially mean like hyper-cautious. You sure. seem very cautious. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean by afraid. Like, like super cautious. And that's why when you said you didn't break a bone, I was like, that kind of makes sense. Because you seem like someone that would never put yourself anywhere, even to a close enough situation where you could even injure yourself like Which that. Which is also <laughs> really funny, though, because if you were to ask any of the guys that I used to play hockey with, I was the most physical guy on our hockey team. Mm. And now that's been replaced with therapy. That's that's a healthy yep. progression right there. Yep. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I guess you are right, though, that I am very cautious. Uh, I'm probably too, like, one big mistake I made before I, know I went to China. I'm afraid not the right word, by the way. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Right. I, I do mean very cautious when right. I say afraid. I don't mean to say, like, you're a scaredy cat. Right. Um, but I, I will say, too, though, my other problem, though, too, Jared, is when I whenever I prep for places... I think I do spend too much time looking at like the negative or or and once again this yes. comes back to the we had that conversation before you moved to China. Oh yeah. Where yeah. you're telling where I was asking you about it cuz you were looking up videos and researching and you were telling me about all the risks and I'm like are you typing in like is right. like are you typing in like terrible things that happen in China into the cuz yeah then you'll find all the bad things. I was like <laughs> Right. <laughs> it really seemed like you were looking like looking for the bad things, you know. Um, and it's and 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 it's like you're it's like you're it felt like you're prepared for for uh, or 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 concerned about bad things that it's like yeah but those are bad things that could happen anywhere like that's right. just the the chances of getting whatever happening to you anywhere you know true and then of course a uh, goddamn pandemic started while I was over in the country where the pandemic started <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> so crazy true. to think about all that you know. I, I think I I remember I used to think about that sometimes too because when I was in Philly a couple times I went camping in uh, in the middle of nowhere in Delaware and um and I would I was I would me, me and my friend would always be kind of nervous mm-hmm. that like some axe wielding crazy man would come out of the woods uh, and attack us yet we live in Philadelphia easily one of the more dangerous cities in the United sure. States. <laughs> and as I mentioned, I live kind of close to those dangerous areas. And I I slept easy most nights in my home, not thinking that someone was going to, some <laughs> crazy axe murderer wasn't going to break into my house then, even though it was probably way more likely than when right. I was in the woods in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, I always think it's funny when I uh, talk to family members about, you know, oh yeah, I might go, you know, work in this country or something like that. And they're always like, well, like, you know, I had seriously considered going to Russia for work. And, and you know, my yeah, Russia lot, scares me too. a lot of my family members were like, well, that's it's pretty dangerous. I mean, yeah, there are certain threats, especially as an American being being in Russia. Uh, and especially if uh, had I have gone, I would have been with the U.S. Department of State affiliated program, which that adds a whole nother slew of things. But the funny thing is whenever my family members say things like this, I'm always kind of like, well, you do realize that we are very, very likely 
of like being killed in in like a gu- yeah. like a shooting. Uh, I especially going in the movie theaters these days, right? <laughs> because or, or I'm a church. For movie yeah. theaters, churches. I mean, I'm never going into a church again if I if I can play my cards right. But right. yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. I'm talking about places I go. I right. <laughs> I book trips to the to to Louisiana purposely to be like eh, if I go these days, I can avoid having to go to church. Right. Um, Get there on a Monday instead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get there on a Monday. Leave leave on a Sunday morning or Saturday night. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I um yeah. So I think yeah, that's very true. It's like uh, how are you? We, we should be constantly f- afraid of getting shot here in the U.S. Yeah. Because uh, it's comp- yeah. The but, thing is, we become desensitized to it because it's in the news sure. all the time. It's it's and we've yeah. been pumped for for decades. We've been pumped with with fear, Russia propaganda. Oh, of course. I mean, and our our parents even more than us. Right. Um, oh yeah. Our, for sure. our sort of propaganda has kind of been pushed. I, I'd say more towards China these days, mm-hmm. and not even, not even, not even just because of the pandemic, but before that, I would say. Right. Uh, but really, you know, our parents uh, have been, and their parents were really pumped with "Be Afraid of China" propaganda, or excuse me, Russia, Russia. propaganda. Right. And because I think it still lingers War. a little bit because I, I, I have, I have those sort of point like fears out of nowhere that it's like especially as a as a black person i'm like russia is not for you you know they do not want you there and bad things will probably happen and i'm it's just because i watch a lot of movies right well it's interesting (laughs) you say that though jared because i've uh, you know i love to scroll through quora once in a while um i feel like quora is kind of like the more friendly person's reddit or or uh, well, yeah. I guess the difference between Quora and Reddit is no really, pictures. Uh, well, on Quora there are pictures and profiles, whereas on okay. Reddit it's just a username, um, so it's a, it's a little right. different. And I think Reddit is just more anonymous. You're but, less likely to run into porn on on Quora. That's a hundred percent sure. Oh, for sure, definitely. <laughs> um, but anyway, everywhere on Reddit. So speaking of Quora, though, it was interesting. There there was a. Um, I don't remember now if they were South African or if they were uh, where they were from, but they it was a black person. They were posting on, you know, what are some countries that you would say, like as a black person, you would recommend? And believe it or not, Russia was one of the ones where a couple people commented and they said, yeah, I visited St. Petersburg. I visited Moscow. I had a great time. People were really nice to me. Um I mean, it's sort of the same irony, though, because it's kind of the same thing of being in the woods and being afraid of getting murdered and living in Philadelphia and not being afraid of getting murdered. It's like I live in I live in the United States, which is easily one of the most racist countries out there. Uh, our, our whole foundation is built. This whole country is built on racism and slavery. And and I'm talking about how much I fear um, Russia. I'm, and I have no idea. Yet uh, there are very real racial fears to fear, to, dude, I was walking home from somewhere just yesterday, and there was a police car flying down the street and pulled up to this vet shop right close to, there's a vet close to where I live. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe some alarm got ticked or whatever. I don't know what happened. But, and, and a woman got out of the, a police officer got out of the, uh, out of her car and she was like looking around and i got so nervous that she would see me and think that i was like leaving the scene of the crime right. and i was like just walk normally i have nothing to do with this and um once again going to trusting your gut it's so funny that i'm like oh no as a black person you should never want to go to russia they'll they'll just attack you in the streets where it's like i'm afraid to walk down the street in the u.s right. when police people are around and there's a crime that, that might have happened um and so it's just like, yeah, it's the same sort of fear of being in the woods. It's like, why am I afraid of getting murdered in the woods when I could I'd get murdered walking down the street? Right. 
And, and most I, uh, likely in the woods, you're probably not going to come across any people. Whereas, yeah. yeah, in the city, there could be lots of lots of people there. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. It is weird how that works, but I think some of that comes down to, you know, culture, media, propaganda, so Russia's a place, all sorts of stuff. Russia's a place that commonly came up as a safe place for black people to travel. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like common, but someone said I that see. they had visited it and, and they had a fantastic time. Everyone was really yeah. nice to them. I um, mean, that's yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That's one person went there and they didn't get attacked. <laughs> True. That, that's that's not how statistics. Yeah, but work. I just don't see why they would attack you. No, it's not even attack. Because attacked is such a yeah. Because I don't think they have that kind of racial. They just don't have a complicated, to my knowledge at least, they don't have a complicated racial conflict with with white and black people in Russia. To my knowledge, I don't think Russia really. Well, there's not a huge history behind black people being there, so it right. so that like there's not a history behind it. But um, I don't know. I've heard about the soccer games. Uh, I, I've heard about like where they'll throw bananas on the field at, at black players. Sounds like Italy. I mean, they've done it in a lot of uh, right. European countries. It, so, and and they've also had a complex history with race and not race, but like th- th- with like Jewish people. So it's not like it's not like they're you, it's not like they're they're just like accepting. You know, they don't. It's not like they have a history of just accepting people different than them. You know, true. That's true. So so even though they might not directly have a history with black people because black people aren't really there. If black if there were more black people there when they were. Sh- uh, very publicly shunning Jewish people. Um, I don't think I don't think they'd been like, well, that person's black. They're fine. They're 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 part of our society. We're trying to build here. You know, right? No, you make great points. That's true. Um, and so and so and so. Um, yeah. No, there's. I, there, I, I. I. Yeah. So I still wouldn't feel comfortable. That's fair. Um, I do want to talk about one other. What type- were some other countries on the list? By the way, I'm curious. I don't have the list in front of me. Um, you don't remember. You just remember Russia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Russia was the one that, that stuck out. That was, okay. and that's why I remember it because it, it was one that I didn't expect. I, do I don't rem- think the U.S. is on. Would be on that list. Well, a, a lot of the other countries were African countries and a couple uh, Caribbean sense. countries. Um, that makes sense. I do just remember that. Go to the places where black people are. Right. Right. Which, which, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. You know, I felt super comfortable comfortable in Tanzania. I like that. Was the first time I ever like blended in like that. I'm like, holy shit. Right. It's crazy. Well, Jared, that's kind of how I felt in some ways when I when I went from China and got back to you know got back to the U.S. and I was like, oh, all right, there are my fellow whites. Hello, fellow whites. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely very different. There's one other gut feeling though, Jared, I want to talk about because we've talked about the gut feeling a lot as being this fearful kind of protection type of mode, which I do think that's very valid and very true. But there's another gut feeling that um, that maybe you've had. Um, I have definitely had this gut feeling. I'm pretty sure you've had this too, um, where uh, there's like a gut feeling of wanting to help. Where there have been numerous times, uh, especially when I was living in Vienna. No, where, I don't get that, but I, I understand people do get that feeling. Right, because I definitely got that, especially like whenever I traveled. Even there were a few times when I was in Prague, and and no nobody was in like imminent danger, but I could tell people were lost and they were a little worried, and uh, and you know, so I helped them out, and uh, so. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you wouldn't ask strangers for help, which is, you know, I asked you that earlier. Would, would you ask a stranger for help? Um, but you've seen strangers in need of help and, help and offer, offered an, a helping yes. hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. No, no, I would not do that. 
Right. Well, see, now I don't think I have anything to offer anybody. Here's, else, here's so. the other thing, though, Jared. I, I will say I've been lucky where the couple of times I've needed help, uh, those people also must have had that gut feeling because, like, and here, here was kind of here's a funny example. So I was in I was in Dusseldorf visiting my good friend David um, for for his wedding, uh, like um, um, two months ago in July, and uh, and I wouldn't say I was lost, but I was like looking around and I was looking at this map, just trying to orient myself. And I was really surprised here, Jared, because generally speaking, it's not that Germans aren't friendly or helpful because I've had You very- can say that, Chad. You don't have to. They're not friendly. They're not friendly. Uh, okay. Um, they're, not so, they're, they're not friendly in the sense that they're going to, like we are in the U.S., where they just make random conversations with strangers. True. That's I'm true. Not saying they're, I'm not saying they're assholes, but they're not friendly. Right. <laughs> well, the, 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 so you can say that. Well, I don't think you have to say like, well, I'm not going to say they're not friendly because they're not. Okay. Um, anyways, so the the funny thing about this though is that generally speaking, um, when I've been in Europe, in a lot of different countries in Europe, the only country that really sticks out when I was kind of lost and people helped me help me out was actually in the Netherlands. But, I was with you. But, uh, I remember that. Right. We, a couple times, we we looked openly lost and people were just like, "Where are you trying to go?" And we're like, "What the? Whoa, okay." Right. The, the subway driver or the the, the the excuse me, the subway conductor, or whatever. Yeah, the, the tram. <laughs> yeah, the tram. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was giving us recommendations out of nowhere just because yep. he saw us looking at a map. Yep, yep. But anyways, when I was in Düsseldorf, though, Jerry, I was looking at this map, and this older German guy came up to me and he was like, "Was suchen Sie? Like, what are you looking for?" And he actually helped me mm-hmm. out. Um, but once again, I think you and I both are bad at asking for help. But I have had yeah. that gut feeling numerous times of of seeing people lost, and it can be really stressful, especially if it's like, you know, you and I, I would say we're fairly seasoned travelers. But some people who haven't done, like, if it's your first ever Euro trip, um, and you're lost. Like, all sorts of crazy thoughts can go through your mind. I don't know how people manage to get lost in 2020, 2021. True. I really don't get it. I honestly don't get it. <laughs> well, it's it's a matter of, uh, I would say it's it could be a, a slew of things. Unpreparedness. It could also be if you just, if you don't have a, a smartphone. Like, there were numerous times when I was in Germany when I didn't have a smartphone at the time. Thankfully, well, I was in a small town, so I knew where everything was. Speaking of being a seasoned traveler, before I go to any place... Um, especially any place new, I always download that area of map mm-hmm. on my Google Maps. Yep. So you can use and, and so you can use the map without having to have signal. Right. So that's a, I guess a kind of a seasoned traveler thing to know. To True. Know. True. So yeah, yeah, but, that's a good point. But yeah, but I think there is just once again there's this very innate kind of human thing where you see people and they're under you know stress or you can see the worry on their faces and uh, and at least for me it's kind of like I see that and it's like. It's like I've been there. I know what that feels like. You know, I'm I'm if if I'm not in a crazy rush and I try to plan my days out so I'm not usually in a crazy rush, for me mm-hmm. it's no no problem to take a couple minutes. And that minutes. feels good. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, Don Don our, my, our friend Don is like that and it annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> He's also the kind of person wherever whenever you see someone taking a selfie, mm-hmm. like maybe like a group of people taking a selfie, he goes like, up and says, take hey, that picture. Yeah. And they're like, no one asked for your help. Right. Um, I've done that a couple times too. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I just. I just. I'm. A, I'm a very strong, mind your own business person, uh, to a fault. You know. I, that's why I'm. That's why I'm concerned about dying alone. Uh, <laughs> um, that's really yeah. minding your own business. <laughs> that's like another mind my own level. business and die alone. Uh, yeah. I'm like. I'm like. A, I'm like an injured cheetah that goes off and hides in a bush somewhere. <laughs> right. Don't mind me. Don't I let just, me bother you. I'm just dying here. It really is. I just. <laughs> yeah. I lost my leg. 
I'm of no use now. I don't I don't have a way to drive to the hospital and my phone's on the other side of the ho- of my house. So, that's it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go hide in this bush and call it a day. Well, Jared, I know it's gonna I be know me in three I mean years. you and I both aren't great about asking for help. But uh, you, uh you're good at it. you're better than me. You ask me for advice all the time. I mean, I car stuff, but Right. Right. Well, and life stuff. I've asked That's you some true. life advice stuff. That's Cause, true. Cause I don't ask I do. anyone for life, life right. advice either. Yeah, you do. You ask your. I know you ask your parents at least for like work, which I would consider life oh, yeah. advice. I ask my parents for work advice. That's true. That's true. And I would say that's somewhat life advice. I ask you for more philosophical, hey, man, is it weird that I'm thinking this or feeling this? Yeah. Um, but I also like to come to you for that type of stuff because I think you and I on just like a, a like a cognitive and emotional level, we just work a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. it's good to have friends like that, Jared. It, it really is. Um, yeah. You get a different perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, I mean, I would say, though, those are kind of the two main types of gut feelings I can really think and you know what a, I've experienced. You know, what's a fun gut feeling that I grapple with on a daily basis, especially when it comes to exercise. What's that? And this is just a fun. This is light. This is not about whether I'm going to die or not. Uh, picking playlists. Is really a gut feeling. Oh, yeah. I have a few go-tos for exercise, but it really comes down to to the mood I'm in. And I say that, and it's not just like the artist or whatever, but like the, the genre. Mm-hmm. I have two main exercise genres, and I've been exercising before, and I'll pick one of my go-to genres and be like, nah, I'm not feeling it. This is not the right vibe right now. And be like, I need the other genre. Here are the two genres. Hip-hop, obviously, mm-hmm. that's my favorite go-to music all the time, but very specific. You can't be like, you know, it's very specific. It can be melodic, but very specific mm-hmm. kind of hip-hop. And then also, like, electronic shit. So, like, um, Daft Punk, Justice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it is a very, like, a gut feeling in the moment. What what will propel me, you know? Sure. Do you ever have, the, do you have those feelings? You're a music head. Oh, yeah. Especially with working out. I, I have... Music for the moment. Yeah. I mean, well, I have like four or five different playlists to choose from. I mean, if I'm, if, especially, it really depends what I'm doing. So if I'm, if I'm like going to be like skateboarding, it's it's something more laid back, chill. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of like an example here, like, like even, Snoop Dogg. No, uh, no actually, Is that too chill. <laughs> uh, um, yes, that's yeah, that's too chill because then you're not going to be paying attention and you're going to hit a car that's passing you by. Um, no, so for me, usually when I say chill, I mean like some. Um, I almost kind of like some broy music, like like some Jack Johnson, mm. like that kind of chill. If I'm like skating, like I want something kind of melodic, chill. If I'm lifting, gotcha. it's gonna be heavy metal, or it's gonna be like like rap or hip hop that has like more of like a like a beat good, or a good hardness beat. to it. Yeah. Um, like Fifty Cent, like Get Up by Fifty Cent. That's one I really like. If I'm lifting, um, mm-hmm. I can't say the word, but um, homies in Paris. By uh, Jay Z and Kanye, <laughs> that's one that I also like. If but I'm we lifting. all know you say it when you're down there in your basement, it's okay. <laughs> I scream it, Jared. No. Um, let's see here. What what else? Um, but usually, yeah, it's usually metal. If I'm now, if I'm lifting with my dad because he's not a metal head, and he actually he's a little bit more open to rap and hip hop than I initially thought he would because I played it a couple times when I got down there to warm up, and I kept it on. He didn't complain. So. Um, yeah, that's surprising because some because yeah, sometimes I get a little nervous around my parents, even my my parents, where I'm like a lot of n words, right? <laughs> um, but if it's, it's with him, of- it's going to be classic rock. But you are right that there there is some intuitive level to yeah, it, you wanting it to match your vibe, and and yeah, I would say that does go down to a gut feeling as well. 
Yeah. Or like like, like when I run. God, I've been getting back into running recently. I think I'm trying. I think I'm. I'm on a. I'm on. I'm on a. I need to be in shape. Kick these days. I've been running and playing. It's a good kick to be in on a pretty regular basis for a while. Um, when I run, like the the beat is very very key. You know, very key mm-hmm. to to that. Like it, it can't the the beat. I, it doesn't have to be so well synced where my feet footsteps match the beat, but like it can't be slower than my footsteps and that's a weird thing to say <laughs> right but the beat cannot be slower than my footsteps um no, and that that is some sense. sort of weird i don't even know what that is but it's my gut that that uh almost like it speeds me up a little bit or something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah uh but there's just another gut gut feeling right there definitely yeah for sure um yeah so that's 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 oh i have, I have just one more speaking of travel um what, what, do you have a gut gut seat like uh, when you trust your gut on a seat position because i always want the window but i always back out and get the aisle at the last minute um well lately i've been doing person. lately i've been doing aisle at least well i say lately i traveled once Just in, in case the last fights like year break out in your uh, f- fights break out in your in your aisle you, you have an easy escape you won't be trapped <laughs> i actually well no it's more for uh you know i was on an international flight and it was a long flight so it was i didn't have to bug anybody if i needed to get up I want to stretch yeah, my legs want to go to the it. bathroom but yeah. i always want the window the window I, I think is by far the better spot to sit right but i hate you know, I hate talking to people, so. That's fair. That's fair. Yet here we yeah. are doing a podcast, but what, what can I say? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what, what, the, what gut feelings at the end of the day really boil down to is just this kind of subconscious human instinct of kind of reading your surroundings and the people in your surroundings and just taking everything into account. And I do think it's really crazy, though, Jared, to think about how, like you said, it's almost like a spidey sense. You know, if you've ever watched Spider-Man, like it's like this kind of weird sixth or seventh sense where it's like, you you know, either something, something, either someone needs help seventh. or uh, seventh, I guess. Right. Someone needs help. No, or, it would be sixth. There's only five sixth? senses. That's why I was so shocked at seventh. I was oh. like, what sort of shit are you working with? I got I got a secret <laughs> one. I can't I can't well, tell you on, on air, Wait Jared. a second. Because <laughs> you kind of said it's like quietly like sixth. That's or seventh for me. But uh, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll, we'll talk are about it spider? off the air, Jared. We'll talk, we'll talk about it off the air. But uh, but yeah. I've said so, too much. So it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really important, though, to trust your gut. I will say yeah. this, though, Jared. I think and, the times when people stop trusting their gut is when they overthink things. I think when they also, too, I think some people just assume, oh, everything will be fine. And I'm more I would rather trust my gut and be wrong about my gut than yeah. uh, than the inverse. And like if I didn't trust my gut and then something bad happens, it's like, well, like your body was telling you something and you didn't listen to your body. Yeah. That's how I've been feeling about my New Orleans trip where it's like, you, you, you go, you, you're vaxxed up. It, it'll be okay. Yeah, but like it's like there's two parts in my head because then there's another part where it's like you know you don't want to do this you know this is a dumb risk you know you can't afford to die in your apartment by yourself um i mean i could afford to actually uh but i don't want to right uh <laughs> but i can aff- definitely afford to die um but um so it, it, there's definitely been like that that me, me telling myself you gotta you know you, you should go you should go in the back of my head being like don't do it you know it's stupid you know it's stupid right and I finally decided to listen to my gut as of like last night. That's good. Which sucks too, because now I'm also gonna have to tell my parents as well. Because right. I told I because first I was just like, well, I'll go and but and and I'll just hang out with my parents. So I told them I was going. So now now I have to t- not letting 
multiple people down, not just uh, one group of people, but now two groups of people. So that's fun. Right. It was it was weird, though, Jared. When I traveled to Germany in July, I didn't have those gut feelings. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I just kind of figured, well, I'm going to Germany again and everything but will be all right. At least, well, I mean, people's guts react to different things. I would be less concerned than I would to be to go to New Orleans because going to New Orleans, it feels like I'm going into, like, the belly of the beast a little bit. Right. And, um... And, and like, I am specifically know that I'm going to places where it's very easy to to um, to get, you know, caught up in a very bad situation. While you were at least going to, you went to Germany, but you still lived your life in a relatively safe way, even if you did go places, because places require, you know, vaccines or, or negative tests and shit, and they right. just are way more... They care more. Well, and for a week and a half, I was staying with a legitimate medical doctor, too. So that might have also put me at ease a little bit as well, knowing what that What is he going to do? If you, if you drop dead right there, he'd be like, I'll save him. Well, if I drop dead, I drop dead. But it was more so <laughs> if, if I needed medications. As I don't know if you know this, Jared, but as Drugs, a doctor in Germany... What, what? you You mean you, you needed your fix is what you're saying? Right. I need my fix. He can get me my fix. Yeah, hey. And we're good to go. How many Vicodin pills do you think you could get me? You know? (laughs) Just curious. I don't know. I don't need them. Just curious. Just making conversation. But, yeah. So I could have, you know, so I think that might have put me at ease as well. But you are right that they did have better regulations, which certainly did um, help quite a bit as well. So, but, yeah. Anyways, though, let us know. Did you go to clubs while you were there? Yeah, I told you. I went, well, not only that, I went to to a strip club. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I went to a strip club. <laughs> okay. That was interesting. <laughs> I was I will tell you this though, Jared. I was the only one. So the strip club we went to, it was uh what was it called? It was like pure platinum or something like that. It's in Frankfurt. And mm-hmm. uh the the way it happened was the uh I was staying with my friend Annabelle and she had gone out with her friends and I had some work meetings. So I was like, Well, text me text me after ten PM because that's when my last work meeting was. And if I'm still awake and still, you know, if I don't feel like a complete zombie, maybe I'll come out with you all. And so she texted me and she said, hey, we're going to a strip club. Do you want to come? And I was so exhausted. But then I was like, you know what? What's an extra two hours of being awake at this point anyways? I was hoping mm-hmm. to get more adjusted to the you know, time zone in Germany as well. And so, uh, so she texted me like the location. I was like, all right, I'll be there. And then when we went there, uh, they give you. So in Germany, it's illegal to actually use legitimate money so you what you have to do is you have to buy fake stripper dollars and so but as like as like when you get in they give you one fake stripper dollar and and what everybody else did and i guess this goes to show you in some regards jared i'm not a sheeple what everybody else did is they would put the dollar either in their mouth or 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 unzip their pants and put it in their zipper and then the stripper would come (sighs) grab it and i i still have that dollar upstairs in my room actually but everyone was giving me shit butts that dollar's been in how many mouths that dollar has been in how many v holes that dollar well here here's here's the other thing uh, yeah i know everyone knows money is gross this money is specifically strip club money yep well and here here was the other thing too jared like a couple of the guys uh a couple of the guys were like giving me shit and they were like like oh you're being such a pussy like just just like do it and i was honestly like i've already seen there were only three girls dancing that night anyways. And I'm like, I've seen all three of these girls rub their ass or their titties in your faces. 
I, I might as well just make out with all of you instead at this point. Yeah. Like, and then you did that. And then you're <laughs> So that's what you did. So so yeah, so um so yeah, but I did and, and obviously my, my buddy David had his wedding party. Uh mm. so you know, but that was forty people. Um and the majority of them had either been vaccinated or had a negative COVID test within twenty four hours. So that was also fairly safe. Uh, and they rented out an entire venue. So it was only us and the wait staff and all the wait staff had masks on. Um, okay. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it did feel weird. And like I went out to eat at restaurants. Like It was really weird, man. It was after over a year and a half of not doing that and then going back and doing it, it was really strange for sure. Yeah. I, I, I went to, oh, man, I, I didn't realize this was going to happen until I got there. But I actually, well, um, last week there was a going away uh, little get together for one of my coworkers and well, not my coworker anymore, but, um, I was under the impression it was going to be outside somewhere. And when I got there, I'm like, where's the outdoor area? And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm guess I'm going into a bar and man, that felt weird. I did not like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I got over it and it was the bar. It, it, we got, it, it was sort of earlier in the day. So the bar wasn't crowded, but I was like, this is weird. This is real weird. And, uh, i Definitely don't want to make a habit of doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Understandable. Completely understandable. All right. Well, let us know what uh, some examples of you trusting your gut are at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram and on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. Also, feel free to slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya.